is the Chartographers. You're listening to the Chartographers Happy Hour Minisode, music-loving podcast ranking. It's what we do. So, guys, listen. It is me, Evan Zadi. It is co-creator Taryn O'Reilly. It is a very special, wonderful guest, Nia O'Reilly Mendez. Hello. How are you? I'm good. Good. So, we just ranked all the Stevie Wonder albums, which is kind of crazy. And well, not all of them. Well, okay. The Peak Air ones, 1970, 1987, still feels like all of them, except for the other ones. Exactly. So, the biggest thing we want to do is the Happy Hour Minisode. It's whatever you want to talk about, free, loose, casual. So, let's talk about the thing we talk about at the start of every half every mini so which is guys what's the worst stevie wonder song moments aren't moments <laughs> until they are moments <laughs> what the fuck i was like stop everything come on <laughs> stevie no you're right worst lyrics worst lyrics like <laughs> As we've discussed, like, he can be very goofy, and he can be very, like, straightforward, blah, 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 not always poetic, but, like, that song, really, and it's not, it's Dionne Warwick is singing it, or do mm-hmm. they both sing it? She's the main singer of it, anyway. Right. It's on the terrible women, woman in red. It is, oh, that's it solo, is solo, solo It yeah. is solo Dionne Warwick. Yeah. So. It's so bad. Yeah. So, um, I mean, for me, it's Don't Drive Drunk off that same album, as yeah. we discussed prior in great, wonderful detail. Yeah. No, that's, I don't, I mean, Don't Drive Drunk is the obvious answer. Yeah. I have to bring up, I want to talk to you again. <laughs> it's just, it's so, like, is it goofy? Yes. But also, it's, like, literally the kind of thing where you're like, why, why am I listening to this? Uh-huh. Why is this on? Why, Stevie? Why? Yeah. It's like, it's a conversation, right, between a black guy and an old white guy, from what I understand. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, he, so, like, he does stuff like that, political and racial discourse. And uh-huh. not, He's but, done like, it better. He, yes, he has done <laughs> it much better. Much better, yeah. It's bad. Yeah. I, I'm, those are all bad. They're all bad yeah. songs. So we didn't get to talk about it because of the error we decided to do, but um, I sure am more. Yeah, so th- that album has some weird song choices on it. Yeah, including your favorite one from a musical. Why? <laughs> it does Hello, Young Lovers, which is from The King and I. Uh-huh. When I saw the track list before I listened to it, I was like, that can't be what I think it is. Nope! But it is. Uh-huh. That's a really, I mean, I don't know. Doesn't that seem like a weird choice? It's such a weird choice, but also... There's a Jackson 5 recording of Corner of the Sky from Pippin. So, like, yeah. that was just a thing that Motown did, you know? They, they're such, like, a covers, a, a re-recording it until it's a hit machine that, yeah. you know, if they could get the rights to something, they did. Yeah. He also does At Last on that album, and I actually really like that version of At Last. It's very, like... Stevie. It's very yeah. upbeat, early Stevie. I thought that was fun. Yeah. I also, I remembered the song that I was reading about that had been done by like eight other Motown artists. It wasn't off of Sign Seal Delivered. It was For Once in My Life. Oh. He w- and he was one of the last people to record it. And then they retired that because his was version of it was such a hit. Um, and all the other versions of it were apparently ballads, which is part of why his was oh. so impactful and so popular. I yeah, my Sharia Moore fucking beautiful song. Um, I actually so when I was in the Wisconsin Singers in college for a time, uh, this was a touring show choir from through UW Madison. 
So we we did a medley, um, and it, we started with "You Are the Sunshine of My Life." We did "My Sharia Moore." We did um, "Sir Duke" and "I Wish," oh, and, and I and I think I just called to say "I love you" is what we finished with, which is yeah, I just called. Yeah, it's historic. Um, so, oof on that note, but it was still, it was just really fun to actually get a chance to perform those songs, oh, even fun. though. None of them ended up being my like favorite Stevie Wonder songs, but that still I have I have a very personal connection with all of those. There's another early song I don't remember what album it's on, but like one of my other favorite early Stevie songs is uh, "I Was Made to Love Her." Yeah, mm. that is like a short like just bang of a song. So that actually is funny because that's a connection to um, another artist we did this season. Whitney Houston covers that I Was Made to Love Him. But oh. it's actually, it's a cover of Shaka Khan's cover mm-hmm. of okay. Stevie Wonder. Uh, she She's done like three or four Shaka Khan songs. Right. Um, but honestly, uh, Shaka Khan is a weird nexus for us too because especially... Uh, I Feel You, the one, Chaka Khan, everybody, everybody, Chaka Khan. Uh, that one, then it breaks into the whole actual song itself, which was a Prince cover, circling back. But harmonica on that is Stevie, of course, as well. You know, because, <laughs> so yeah, yeah. He just, he just, he winds up doing a lot of things. Also, the thing I couldn't believe when I was just randomly poking around earlier in the discography, uh, Never Dreamed You'd Leave in Summer. Uh, guess who covered that song? The group that does nothing but cover other people's songs, Three Dog Night. They did yeah. that all on their own. Cuts too because that was covered by a lot of people. Phil mm-hmm. Collins covered that, and then yeah. Warren Hill's yeah. it's a sample in a common song. That's actually the first place I had heard it. Speaking of samples, <laughs> oh, that's right. Um, yeah. So I mean, oh. Stevie Wonder is probably. I think we can just say Stevie Wonder is the most sampled artist because, especially songs in the key of life, there's like six or seven songs on there that have been wow, sampled. Wow, West. Wow. Yeah. Oh my god. I played, for, I played that for Taryn yesterday. The look of disgust oh, on his I face. Was furious. So I was furious. Wow, wow, West. Geo so West. Upset. Desperado. <laughs> I know you that was, got that, that was one that I had like blocked out. <laughs> I had just, I had forgotten. Like, obviously, I remember when that song broke because it was huge. Yeah. But oh, it's strange. I, but I haven't boom, listened to it since boom, the 90s. Boom, really? Because I listened to it a lot. I usually listen to it. Like, usually when I'm listening to something, <laughs> it's Wild Wild West. <laughs> um, uh, also, obviously, Pastime Paradise became Gangster's Paradise. Love's in Need of Love Today was just sampled on Jay-Z's last album last oh, year. that's right. The song that he yeah, did yeah. about his mother's coming out, mm-hmm. which I loved. I thought it was a beautiful use. He actually, like, sort of chopped and screwed the, the hummed opening. Cool. Um, and then, I, I mean, there's so many. I mean, that, and so, aside from all the people who've done covers of it throughout, You're the Sunshine of My Life, of course, being, you know, chief among them. What's the riff that Usher uses for Lil Freak? Oh, what that's Living that in the from? City. Living in the uh, City, yeah. is it? Uh, yeah, because... Uh, Which then has, of course, that Mickey verse that, you know, everyone yeah. loves. Excuse me, little mama, you could say that I'm on duty. You're just a little duty with a <laughs> You're like the only person who knows that. Yeah. <laughs> Actually, yeah, do you know the whole thing? I do not, know. Okay. Um, I just remember the part when she starts naming reindeer. I got that Dasher Dancer cover. 
Donna Blitzen. Hotter than 100 Lists degrees. Lists in songs are one of my favorite things to hate. Like, <laughs> oh, anytime like, there's a list or Monday, a spelling, Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday. Friday, Saturday, Saturday, and Sunday. Because there aren't eight days. No. Yeah. And of course, oh, so you also one of my friends in, one of my friends in in in, co- in high school was like, I always just like to think that they party twice as hard on Saturday, and I was like, You are giving Will I Am so much credit right now, so much undeserved credit, <laughs> like. Uh, so yeah, there's a there's a there's a Prince song where they they spell. I swear it's a Prince song, but it's a woman singing, maybe? There's know. a lot of those. Where they spell for so long that you're just like, are you fucking kidding me? Are you going to spell all the words to this song? <laughs> you, like, you, like, lose track of what they're spelling because totally. they, just, they just keep throwing out letters. It's like an SNL sketch. <laughs> you're like, I, I'm not in front of a pen and paper. Like, I can't write this down as you're doing it and actually remember what you're saying. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Anecdotes. Here's one. Okay. When I saw him do the songs of the Key of Life Because it was tour, a tour he did where he just did that album just straight that, through. Well, so, yes. He did that album straight through, and then he also, of course, did a million other fun things, like his DJ Tick Tick Boom nonsense. But my favorite <laughs> moment was the woman next to me. So he, of course, has a setup. And he plays a million instruments, and right. he plays them live. Mm-hmm. And he gets led in by someone. And then he walks around the stage by himself. Oh. And, like, of course he does, right? Yeah. Like, blind people... He's been blind his whole life. He knows exactly. Like, yeah. they, I'm sure that they have to, like, very, very meticulously set up the stage like, every they, night. they measure it. Yeah. Yeah. But the woman next to me was so freaked out. And every time he would switch stations, she'd go, oh, no. Oh. <laughs> oh no. Stevie, where are you going? Where are you going, Stevie? Oh. She thought he was gonna just like walk over the edge. It was so fucking funny. That's amazing. She killed me. Okay, now I need I don't wanna bring up bad things there, but you know, because it's Stevie Wonder and because he's had the cigar key that he's had. Let's just dive into it. Ebony and Ivory. That's a sign that happened. We all... <laughs> during Paul McCartney's experiment and play around with various other pop superstar era. This is such a hard thing. Because, like, if Stevie Wonder had died, like, none of this would have happened and you'd just be like, Stevie Wonder's the best. And now it's like you... Because that legacy's gone on for so long. Part of you like, has yeah. to be like, Stevie Wonder's the best asterisk, I guess. Because... <laughs> later he's not the best or like what's that high fidelity quote where they're like should he be forgiven for his latter day sins <laughs> but like he you it's like separate you just have to think of it like separate artists or at least mm-hmm. that's kind of what i do i mean you know for me it's 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 not that difficult because artists often get less interesting as they age it's just an unfortunate yeah. truth and so you know just because he stopped putting out good albums it doesn't diminish how incredible and how influential he was out the gate, you know? Yeah. 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 It is, it's painful though. It's a little hard. you're yeah. like, I know what you're capable of, or I know what you were capable of. I, right. I, I know like, like trends happen, music changes, blah, blah, blah. But, but also I feel like there was such, you know, when he was in his like peak, his classic era, you know, 71 through 76, 
there was he had such a specific sense of melody there was a lot of he did a lot of just like walking up and down the scale lots of like half steps and you know like the melody would go up and then it would gently come back down or the opposite like it would be a a nice little swoop and it was just so distinct like you could hear even taken out of the arrangements you could hear it was a very much a stevie wonder written song Mm -hmm. um and then he sort of loses that you know even life of plants aside like hotter than july is so much better than everything else he put out in the 80s yes but it it already is losing that stevie wonder distinctiveness a little bit i think part of it too though is that we're listening to this obviously with 2018 ears mm-hmm. and we we can't unhear the influence that he had in the decades following. And so part of why I think the 80s albums sound so generic is because his work in the 70s was so radical that it completely shifted where pop music went. Mm-hmm. And when there were all that all those like intricate little synth lines that everybody had by the time 1984 rolled around that was influenced by Stevie Wonder. He helped make that happen. So when he's using it then in 1984, it sounds like everything else that came out that year, instead of being this standalone magnum opus because everyone jumped onto the trends that he set, if that makes sense. I totally... That's a very interesting theory. I think that's probably right, but also it's boring music. Well, right. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Yes. I mean, because because then everyone else is doing it. And so there's he's he's just sort of adopting what's around him. And he's not pushing the envelope anymore. He's yeah. just making 80s pop, mm-hmm. which I think is also why the 80s were his most commercially successful period. He had his or his longest running number ones were during the 80s. His like highest selling, like certified platinum singles specifically, not albums necessarily, but his his highest charting, most successful singles were in the 80s, which is really frustrating to know at this point. Because you listen to them and you're like, these songs are such shit. (laughs) Like, that's the thing. Knocks me off my feet and I just called to say I love you come from the same place. But I just called to say I love you is pap. Is such just, it's yeah. such saccharine bullshit and it, it's partially because he just doesn't sound like he believes in it anymore. Mm-hmm. Well, it's like so Especially I mean, when he's once, a robot. I once watched this documentary about Queen and a lot of it was about how Queen really wanted commercial success. They were mm-hmm. like, that was their thing. They wanted to make money. They wanted to be popular. They weren't like so many other artists who are like, no, it's about my, my craft. Vision. Yeah. Yeah. And one of the things that they often did, and I, I think about this all the time, is they would be like, what's a common phrase? Put it in a song. That song will become a hit, right? So like Another One Bites the Dust is always the one that we use my husband and I use as an example of like that was just a phrase Mm -hmm. they made a song now everyone thinks of that song when anyone said in fact probably more people think of the song than the phrase now Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. but like I feel like I just called to say I love you is that that thing because it's just a bullshit song it's like it was somebody gave him like an eighth grade writing challenge was like write a song about this phrase that you would say on the phone to someone and involve all of the holidays. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He was like, 
Da, do, I, done. Challenge accepted. Yeah. Do, 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 do. Yeah, that was about right. For me, that one uh, common phrase that comes to find for me, because I frequently find myself saying, how come every time you come around my London, London Bridge want to go down? My London, London, you know, anyway. So uh, the other thing I wanted to say, though, was uh, one of the songwriters on uh, Songs in the Key of Life is uh, Michael Zambello, who's a keyboardist, and apparently was one of uh, Stevie's guys at the time, too. We just finished before we started uh, doing anything. I thought he was the guitarist. Michael Zambello? No, he was the... Or wasn't that the guy with the pasta in his hair? Yes. I yeah. thought he was the keyboardist. I know, I thought he was the lead guitarist. Oh, okay. He's like, who's doing all of that shit on Contusion? Well, fun little story. We watched the classic albums documentary, at least parts of it, before uh, we were taped today, which was actually cool because they brought together all the songs in the Key of Life crew, all the original players, because they wanted to try and recreate some of the songs. Yeah, and like some of them Stevie hadn't seen in 25 years, like yeah. since they were recording this artist. So it was like oh, really, yeah. it was like a, a family reunion sort of like, I didn't know you were going to be here, that yeah. sort of thing. And Taryn was actually surprised when they were doing Sir Duke, like the horn section was two trumpets and two saxes, and that was it. Because you think like it's a much more. Yeah. Yeah. fully embellished horn right. group but when, like yeah. when you hear when when i hear a horn section i just kind of assume that there's a trombone in there yeah, yeah. you know what i mean yeah. like it's just like if there are trumpets and saxes you have a trombone to fill out the sound and so it's it was I, obviously it didn't not a detriment, but right. it's just interesting. Yeah. But Michael Sambello had the weirdest story to tell about Saturn, which we didn't really talk about on Songs of the Key of Life. It's fine. It's yeah. a song. I don't personally love it's, it myself. It's, you it's know. perfectly nice. But what the but, fuck is going so, on with Michael Sambello? So Sambola? apparently, apparently... Who's when, white? Apparently when Stevie wrote it, it was going back to Saginaw, Michigan. And oh. Mike Where he's was from. like listening yeah. to it in his car, like on a tape and like misheard it and thought he was saying Saturn. And so like wrote new versions of the lyrics to like help fit that. And then Stevie like also then wrote more to like turn Saturn into this like spiritual place that we can all the go back to. Yeah. yeah, like a Shangri-La sort of thing. Great. And, and while they were talking about that, they're like sitting next to each other at the piano and Mike Zambello starts talking about how he was like the original Pastafarian because he wasn't black so he couldn't be a Rastafarian and see there are literal pieces of pasta woven into my braids feel Stevie and then Stevie like takes one of the pieces of pasta that's attached to this man's head and starts and starts and starts like just speaking gib- like, No, no, no. He tells him to speak to the people of Saturn in, like, a little oh, right. necklace he has. He, like, yeah. He's like, speak to the people of Saturn. They're on this pasta. And then, so, Stevie starts, like, sending them a message. And hey, then, how and are then you doing? He, hey, yeah. like, how you doing on Saturn? And then he's like, no, speak in their language. And Stevie's like, oh, right. Yeah, but it's didn't do that good. Yeah, and we were watching him like we were like, what, what the is fuck is going on? Like Stevie Wonder loves a good joke. Like he frequently does. Like when he's at award shows, he's like doing like album of the year or something. Just like I'm the only person that can read this envelope, and it's like funny. Like I get it, you know, Stevie. Like he knows how it plays well. But then like we when he was making fun of James Corden during that carpool karaoke recently. Too. Oh my god, that was so funny. Um, James Corden was like, "Can you teach me how to play harmonica?" And Stevie was like. Put that away. Never play harmonica. <laughs> you know, like, no, you're not allowed to. Like, 
No, like <laughs> he's a goof. Yeah, he is. I yeah. love well, it. He also at the beginning of that segment was sitting in the driver's seat, and James was like, "I'm really uncomfortable about <laughs> this," and Stevie's like, "No, I got you." <laughs> uh, well, so, he like when I saw him play, it was like he did something the key of life, and you're like, "Yes, that was so amazing. He's so cool," and then he just becomes like your embarrassing uncle, uh-huh. and you're like, "Oh no, all right, yeah. well, bye." I mean, I love, I mean, he's blind, so like, whatever, who cares what your hair looks like? But also, since the 80s, he has had a huge bald spot and dreads. And so his hair just kind of keeps disappearing more and more. So Is like, that considered a bald spot? Yeah. When you mean the, the receding. Yeah. The yeah. receding, yeah. His yeah. whole, he's... Except it's receded yeah. across the entire So episode. now, yeah. right now, it's... Just like not even on the sides anymore. It's yeah. just like a small patch of hair on the back, the back of his skull, yeah. and With that are that are braided. Yeah. And so he just has like this little like rat tail situation yeah. happening. Yeah. But it's it very interesting. Yeah. He can do whatever he wants. It's true. I mean, yeah, that's the thing. He can do literally whatever he wants. He's Stevie fucking Wonder. Yeah. Well, Nia, do you have any last minute stories or anything else like that you want to share? Oh Thoughts, my ideas? gosh, I uptight. Yeah. There's so many great songs. He wrote that one too. It's just crazy. It's so crazy that he started so early. He was 12. And has like made this catalog. Mm -hmm. Like most of what he made that was amazing was what before he turned 30 years old. Yeah. But like even when we were talking about songs in the key of life, I'm just like, think about any one of these songs. Anyone else would have like given their life away to like have that one song, that one right. to be there. But Stevie had several of them. Yeah, that's you know, the thing you, is like yeah. you take one song out of Songs in the Key of Life and that and you put that on someone else's album, they have a hit with it, that's their whole career. That's their yeah. whole career. Yeah. That's their whole like um legacy. But Stevie Wonder has, like, four full albums of those. It's cr- insane. It's almost, like... Cheating. It's, it's like, <laughs> incomprehensible. Like, you can't... Like, you'll be like, oh, but Sir Duke. Oh, but as Oh, but... Like, you can't take it all in. Like, yeah. looking at all of the names of the songs in front of you, it's it's impossible to comprehend. But even, even in a 2015 or so, when you saw him live, it was still... He was fantastic. I have to say it was... You never know with those shows. Right. You yeah. genuinely you don't. You really don't. Yeah. Because the thing is, even even performers, when you're getting into that age range, even performers who are still, like, consistent can have a very bad night. Yeah. Or, and, like, I've seen so many... I used to work in a venue for a long time, and I've seen so many shows where they are doing the songs, and they fucking hate it. And you're yeah. just like... Guys, Dude, come on! Yeah. Like people love this song. It means something to them. They paid money to see you play. Like you, this made your career. Like try to suck give it a shit. up and like yeah. yeah, have a good time. I know it's the eight hundredth time we've played it this year, but still. But like a lot of people have way worse jobs, so yeah. just do it. Yeah. But like he, I mean, he works with such incredible people, and he like he really brings young people up, which is cool. Like mm-hmm. he has so many backup singers. And he talks about each one of them and, like, what they do and, like, you know, not just, like, introducing them, but, like, she's an amazing singer and she performs with these people or whatever. And he seems very 
I mean, I don't know him personally, obviously, but, like, he seems very loving and, like, mm-hmm. just, like, he's having a great time. Well, even, I mean, he hasn't put out an album since 2005, but he's still absolutely active. Yeah. You yeah. know, he recorded a song with Ariana Grande for Sing. He, oh. like, co-wrote a couple <laughs> songs with Janelle Monet for her album she put out this yeah. year. Like, he's still yeah. absolutely, like, yeah. definitely That's willing to choice. work with... Mm-hmm. these new artists and like help give them some credibility and help yeah. boost them but also know? on the same soundtrack tori kelly doing don't worry about a thing no so one cares about tori kelly except <laughs> her hair which is really good right. <laughs> <laughs> yes true that's the yeah. best thing tori and listen if you can't don't know where tori kelly is performing watch whatever the recent award show You'll is that's her going on, on an award show she's putting out a new album which means you will see her on every award show for the next year <laughs> It's so funny. Uh, yeah, don't all right. know we well, cannot finish this talking about Tori Kelly. I agree. Yeah. How Let's, about, like, yeah. everybody just say so, a song that they love or something like that. We well, need to did, talk about did, every, did anyone else? I, I identified my all-time favorite Stevie Wonder song. Knocks me off my feet. Yours was Signed, Sealed, Delivered, it obviously. Yeah. Do you have a favorite Stevie Wonder Land song? Land of Evan? Lala, without question. <laughs> honestly, yeah. Now, honestly, I had so many joys this week. For me, it's just so recent, so I'm just going to say it for now as a placeholder. But maybe my, maybe, uh, maybe, maybe your baby. Maybe. Oh, that just like yeah. it just it was that it's I mean that's the great thing about when you do these research weeks like you know the discography but then there's those other you songs that hits. just like yeah. punch through and just like surprise you and just yeah. like getting in that thick dirty groove just made me so happy yeah uh, and yeah it was just really really fun so that's at least the most recent one if I had more time I'd come up with real examples but that's pretty good good job choosing yeah that and Black Orchid off of uh, Secret Life of Plants I'm kidding I don't remember that's, what that sounds like it's, it's a song <laughs> there's a couple there are a couple actual songs on there incredible and then there's i know sono which is just like japanese school children there's a lot of scream singing yeah what's the one where there's just like a chat like and then blah 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 like someone telling a story at the beginning Anywho, but hey, Stevie, you write great songs for Michael Jackson. You wrote great songs for Whitney Houston. They've covered your other songs, too. You're an all-timer. If you happen to hear this podcast, just know we're fans. We just want to let you know that. And if you want to correct us on any of our rankings, let us know at thechartographers at gmail.com. Hey, Stevie. Let us know what your ranking is. I would actually What's be so I would be so curious album. about it. I mean, in interviews, he's frequently said how Song is the Key of Life was his magnum opus. I'm just wondering about yeah. the rest. So I heard, you know? I read a quote of him talking about The Secret Life of Plants, and he was basically like, it was an experiment for me. Uh-huh. Like, yeah. he wasn't trying to be like, no, it was great. Like, yeah. he was like, this was something new. Yeah. You know, I had fun with it. Right. Yeah. And I was like, that's a good attitude. That's yeah. a great attitude yeah. for that album. Well, but, I think I, that makes sense that that was his feeling about it because hotter than july was such a like a whiplash 180 yeah. to yeah. like i know you guys were like concerned yeah that it took three years for me to put out secret life of plants but no 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 i still got this well, yeah. all i do might also be in my conversation about like greatest really? stevie's lines really? i really like that but hey listen we want to know what you think that's the really the biggest thing find us on our facebook page because people post lists there of their rankings all the time we love it when that happens and very frequently we respond sometimes i think or not always but uh let us know what you think i'd be curious what you think about this era and also what is your favorite album outside of this if you've heard conversation piece and think it's worthwhile let us know i'd be really 
curious. No one thinks it's worth it. Or find us on Twitter. That's always good, too. Or, of course, leave us your review in iTunes. That's always a big help for us as well. Or Stitcher or any of the other places that we are. In the meantime, though, Nia, truly, thank you. It's been a blast. Thank you so much for having me. What a delight. And you know, the thing is that, like, I mean, you've already had success with your band. You've toured with other groups as well, like Lake Street Dive, people that we love and care about. But I hope that because of the sheer popularity of this podcast, you come out of this and you become another star. That's what I vote oh. for. That's really oh. sweet. Exactly. In the meantime, uh, we did, we barely did any um, song title puns. This I episode, know, which is kind of incredible. There's too yeah. much to say. Yeah. yeah. And for me, Taryn, you know my feelings. I believe when we fall in love with you, we'll be forever. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Should I leave? <laughs> <laughs> Probably. Thanks so much for listening, guys. Keep listening. You know that we'll be good. Bye! Moments aren't moments <laughs> until they are moments. <laughs> <laughs>